Hi, good evening, and welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 124. Uh, we are recording a day after Roman Nil, Genoa Nil, in the first round of the Week 24 action in Serie A. Uh, we'll be talking about yesterday's game, and we'll also be previewing uh, Inter, Inter versus Roma in the Coppa Italia on Tuesday night. Uh, with me tonight, I've got Imran. How are we? I'm okay, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good. Um, should we get? Should we dive straight in? <laughs> should we dive straight in two-footed um, over yesterday's game? Uh, you watched it live. I didn't. I was at Swin and Exeter, which ended not so great for me because Exeter won 2-1 in the last five minutes. They scored two in the last seven minutes. Sorry, they scored twice in the 80th minute and the 87th minute. And then I watched this game last night after watching Fiorentina Lazio. I went to bed at 20 past 12 after watching this, a little bit angry after what happened in added time and the chaos which which happened before. What were your thoughts overall on the nil-nil performance? Was it like mine, a little bit disjointed, but got better as the game went on and a little bit frustrating at the end? Or just do you have any other, other thoughts on yesterday's performance? Well, actually, I think uh, I thought we uh, we started okay, considering the circumstances. We knew that Genoa were going to play very, very defensive. Uh, no, uh, they wouldn't. They would play. Um, they were not going to take any chances, so we we're going to play very deep with the defensive line, and that was what happened. So I was I was kind of expecting that, but uh, the, the 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 problem was that we were not really able to. Um, pick up speed in any way whatsoever. So it was like it was like the same low-paced uh, game throughout. We were not able to create um, really good chances. We we created some chances, and what I actually liked in the first half was um, Zaniolo's involvement. I thought he was. Uh, he was a very good uh, a team player, and uh, the way he laid up and created chances for uh, his teammates, it, it was really good to see. Uh, and uh, I thought that uh, at that moment, that it, it looked uh, like we would eventually score because uh, things were going in the right direction. So I liked the one-touch play. I liked that we were able to uh, play ourselves out from uh, the defense um, in a comfortable fashion, uh, but unfortunately, like uh, like most of the time this season, we were not able to ultimately uh, turn that into anything productive, and that was uh, that was very frustrating. And what was even more frustrating was that we didn't look like uh, uh, doing it any better, despite being an extra man. For the last, I believe, twenty or twenty-five minutes. Mm. So, um, so that was frustrating. Yeah. Did you ever have a sense of feeling in the first half? Genoa pressed really high and caused a lot of problems in the midfield. It didn't really press that high when Ainsley Maitland-Niles had the ball. I noticed that yesterday when, sorry, last night when watching the game. And he got a lot of space down the left-hand side. I just wondered, did you notice that at all? They pressed a lot in the centre and won the ball high off Sergio Oliveira. It wasn't Oliveira's best game yesterday, and he got hauled off along with Maitland-Niles after 55 minutes. But 
the pressing game really worked well for Genoa, didn't it? And it caused Roma a lot of problems in the first half. It did, but we have to also remember that it gave us a lot of space, especially wide mm. uh, in uh, attack. But we were not able to actually, unfortunately, utilize that. We should have done. Uh, we should have done that uh, much better. But we were not able to. And in a general play with a with a four two three one, which at times looked like uh, a back five. But um, yeah, I, I was uh, I was a bit surprised by that. But I think the coach looks interesting. He he he's uh, uh, he represents something different, and uh, I'm actually I'm actually happy. It was a bit uh, brave the move generally by appointing him and not going for someone who knows uh, Serie A and is is familiar w- with the league. So that was a bit. Of a surprise, but at the same time, a brave move, a coach who can, who comes with uh, a different idea, different style. Uh, so I'm curious to see how they will, uh, how they will continue to continue to play. I think they will probably able to uh, avoid relegation if they if they can start uh, playing a bit better in attack. Especially with uh, Walter Mazzari and his calorie side winning away at Atalanta today. That's uh, that was quite interesting. I watched that game. Uh, the general, yeah, they they really picked up the yeah. speed and had a really strong uh, win against Atalanta today. So yeah, twenty twenty two has been Mazzari's year so far. Ten points out of fi- uh, fifteen possible. So three wins, one draw, and one defeat. The one sole defeat was against Roma. Uh, before anyone asks, Alexander. Uh, what's his name? Blessing. Alexander Blessing is the Genoa manager and he did well in Belgium before his move to Genoa. Um, it's their fourth coach of the 2021-22 season, the third permanent and uh, it's going to be a roller coaster ride. Um, I wanted to talk about a bit more about the second half. The sending off, that was a bit rough, wasn't it? He had Afina Gian by the throat and hauled him down i was impressed with uh, felix when he came on he created a, a little bit of havoc with his pace and his direct play the same was same with stefan al shirari i thought jose got those two subs spot on and it was just a shame that their directness couldn't cause a lot more problems when it should have had but i was really impressed with felix and he did capitalize on that poor defensive play but the, the sending off was ridiculous that was a horrible challenge wasn't it It was, uh, it was, uh, it was a school book, school book example of uh, professional foul, and um, I think he, in my opinion, he got a deservedly red card, and um, it was a nasty challenge, and uh, he knew exactly what he was doing, and he and he did so, uh, in such a in such a convincing style. <laughs> yeah. Um, he came on. Is it's Ostergaard, isn't it? Um, is he one of the new signings that that Genoa made during the window? Um, um, but yeah, he came on for Mateus. Yeah, Barney. they brought. He's a Norwegian guy. They brought no, Brighton. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he came on for Barney, uh, Mateus Barney, uh just before half time, and then got sent off after the sixty eighth minute. But Roma failed to capitalise in the last twenty to twenty five minutes, and didn't really offer that much. There was a lot of uh, block shots, wayward shots. And then 
you messaged me at 53 minutes past three saying, oh, wow, goal, Zaniolo. And I was celebrating on the concourse with my dad at Swindon at half time. Then I got the message, va. And I was like, shit. Should we talk about the elephant in the room? Shall I let you off the long run? What were your thoughts on the um, the disallowed goal? Because it looked very harsh. Well, I think uh, it was uh, it was unfortunate because it was such a it was such a great individual. Um, um, individually, it was a you know a great the whole movement and the finish. The whole package, it was, uh, it deserved a better uh, faith, you know, uh, especially not being disallowed by VAR. So, and I think, uh, I think Zaniolo somehow, in a way, I thought finally, you know, uh, showed uh, that individual brilliance which we have been wanting to see more. Of this season, where you know he um, does everything by himself, a very good finish, wins the game, and you know coming in injury time, uh, it all seemed like uh, you know the perfect end to a frustrating night. Uh, but uh, then the referee wanted it otherwise uh, because of that uh, challenge on uh, uh, Vasquez. I think it was Vasquez. Yeah. Uh, by Abraham. In a way, I can understand it. You know, uh, you see that uh, Abraham actually, you know, stamps his foot. Uh, but the issue I have with it is uh, the level of inconsistency that we have been subject to this season, more so than any other team. That has been my biggest issue. And I think I could have accepted it uh, without any controversy uh, if uh, if we had seen, you know, the same decisions um, made for other teams. But at the same time, it's a very, it's a very brave decision to make, you know. It's a very at the same time controversial because it's happening in injury time it has it changes uh, the outcome of the game it affects both teams you know Genoa gain a point in the relegation battle while Roma lose two in the uh, chase for Champions League so it was uh, it, it had a huge impact but uh, it might sound a bit strange to say it, but I don't think it was as controversial, controversial as some people put it, because you know, if you check the Twitter feed, um, which is not the best thing to do when Roma play, but <laughs> it was um, it was hysteria. You know, mm-hmm. everyone was hysteric, and um, you know, Juventus, Tongere, Inter, Milan, this and that. You know, they pick up this, uh, but you know. They always use this picture of uh, Rebic uh, and the referee. The referee, yeah. I, I, you know, to be honest, you know, you know, I, to be honest, uh, I think that picture has been uh, uh, wrongfully, you know, uh, used to represent something it is not. Because when I I saw the game live, and for me that that 
the whole movement, you know, from uh, Ante Rebic, it, it wasn't as dramatic as it seems on the picture, you know, because he was laughing and it was it was more like a. Uh, I've seen it many times. I don't think it's uh, controversial because he was more laughing, you know, like uh, in. Uh, uh, you know when you're kind of dejected. Uh, yes, yeah. it, it was that kind of feeling he was expressing. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, so um, uh, that picture in itself, I don't think it's as dramatic as people put it. So uh, you know that picture keeps uh, you know um, popping up in the timeline yeah. when people uh, discuss. Yeah, you know people discuss different uh, refereeing decisions and uh, and you try to justify. Uh, Zaniolo. I mean, Zaniolo obviously was frustrated. Uh, sh- should he have been sent off? Um, that's a different thing. But it, I know we we like to defend Zaniolo, but uh, you have to, you know, world class players, mature players, uh, they they must be able to, or they should be able to control their emotions, especially when it comes to these situations, because it's very frustrating. And I know it's, uh, uh, it's very easy for me to say that, you know, you should be able to control that. Sometimes you're not just able to do that. And he wasn't able to do it, whatever he said. So he said something a lot, you know, according to Mourinho, he said three times with, you know, like, what did you blow for? You know, something like that along those lines. Uh, which probably doesn't, or what the hell did you blow for? You know, uh, I think I think the word "how" can uh, be replaced with the with a swear word, but yeah, hell, yeah, you know, <laughs> and in Italian we know what, what he's saying. You know, he's saying "cazzo," yes. you know, cazzo, <laughs> he's yes. saying "cazzo," and we say yeah. when you say "cazzo" three times, uh, then. Yeah, yeah, it it doesn't look, and you know he tapped him on his shoulder as well, so it, it could it could be um, experience that's a bit provocative. Uh, did he deserve a direct direct red card, which was actually what he got? Uh, people say it was a second yellow card. No, it was direct straight red. <laughs> that was yeah. a bit strange too. Yeah, it was direct because what happens if VAR disallows a goal? Should his yellow card be taken away as well? But I don't know. It's uh, it, it's a strange one. Uh, it, it, so yeah, it, it was fr- frustrating. Uh, um, but I I, th- I still think that uh, it, I was very happy to see that Zaniolo was able to create that because uh, you know VAR doesn't take away the moment that uh, the, the the fact that he was able actually able to do all that and uh, in another planet another world he would have won the game uh and i think that uh it's assuring to know that uh, he can pull that out hopefully he, he can do it more often so the referee thing it was a bit frustrating but once again it doesn't take away the poor performance that we had uh it it really doesn't take away the poor performance that we had and we had a poor performance we keep having inconsistency in our performances and we are not just able to pick up that consistency and we need to focus more on that. I know that it is frustrating to be, you know, on the uh, wrong side of, um, you know, refereeing decisions, but, uh, but we have to be a bit more... 
mature about it. Actually, we mm. we need to uh, we need to improve our uh, our play. We need to step up, uh, improve in that terms. Nothing can take away that thing. I mean, what excuses do we have for that? Uh, all we were focusing on after the game was the referee, but I think we have deeper issues than just the referee. And do you think? Oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there. No, no, no. I just, uh, I just say that it's a, a combination of uh, many factors which contribute to the fact that we are struggling the way we are, and uh, to an extent, it could be the referee thing, uh, which also could uh, affect the team negatively uh, in the dressing room. Uh, you know, they should, they probably are very frustrated. They probably thinking that. Uh, a lot of there, there is some conspiracy against them, and you know, Marin is not the best coach when you have those uh, feelings or thoughts because he just you know, uh, he just confirms that and adds a lot more to it. Stirs the pot, doesn't he? Um, can I just add something on Zaniolo? He had a tough week last yeah, yeah. week. There was a lot of stuff in the Italian press about him moving to Milan and Juventus, which was quite poor. Um, and also during the game, he was kicked from pillar to post by um, Storaro and Vasquez. That picture of him in the second half where he had his shirt over his head after it was getting pulled all over the place. He was like, Storaro did like a hatchet job on him. So did Vasquez. And then he has this moment of, magic he rolls the defender he goes past a couple of more players fires a shot into the the bottom corner pandemonium in stands pandemonium on the pitch everyone runs under the curve of soot and then it's taken away just like that over var and then he's brought back down to earth and it's just it's been taken away from him and then you get these absolute fucking idiots on social media that claim that he's he's not good enough and they just take the piss out of him because now he's got more red cards than he has at goals this season in Serie A or actually has the same sorry he's got two and two but that really annoys me remember he's had two ACL injuries that takes a lot of balls to come back from that one is enough but two on separate knees that takes a lot of balls to come back Zanielli is a fantastic player. It just needs this season was always going to be tough because it he was coming back from the serious injuries, new manager, new systems, and we actually saw a really good performance yesterday. And hopefully, we see the best of him after his suspension. I think he might he will definitely miss the Sassuolo game, and also Sassuolo will be missing Scamacca and Raspadori, and which are two big blows for them. But hopefully, he could be back for maybe the Hellas Verona game or the Spezia game after that. And hopefully we see the, the best of Zaniolo because yesterday he was probably one of the best players on the pitch in a poor, as you said, in a poor performance. I'm not going to beat around the bush. For 55 minutes after when I was watching the game yesterday, I thought dental work would probably be better. If I could probably think a root canal would probably be better than watching that. It was so lethargic. It was absolutely diabolical to watch. We picked up a bit in the second half and couldn't create that much in when they were down to 10 men. I thought when Zaniolo scored and when you messaged me, I thought, fantastic, we've picked something up. And then seeing it, great goal. Great footage of all the fans back in the stadium after the, the COVID um, reduction of crowds. And then just seeing that take away, it was just really deflating. And it was just like, oh, God. 
And then we've got the game against Inter, which we'll be talking about in a second. An Inter loss yesterday in the Derby della Maddalena against AC Milan. So hopefully we can capitalise on that. But the run of form, it's a bit... They should be winning games like this. We were talking, what, a couple of weeks ago. With the run of form they've got, they had... Or was it... um, Calorie and then the game away at Empoli, yesterday's game... Sassuolo had us for own at Spezia and then going into the Atalanta game after coming into March. Really, you should be picking up most wins out of that. Maybe the draw where it's Sassuolo, because Sassuolo are a bit indifferent this season under Dionisi. But yeah, it was, just, it was just frustrating watching that performance. It seems, I don't know if you agree with me, man, it's like with this Roman team under Mourinho, because he's trying to fight, he's trying to strike the right balance. It may take time because new projects, new type of players that he's brought in this season. Um, it will take time. It feels like it's two step forwards, one step back. I don't know if you would agree with me with that. I wouldn't say just one step back. I would say it's two forward, two back. back we're, yeah. st- we're stat core. We're, we're stat core. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think we've, talked about yesterday's game to death we'll talk about Tuesday's Coppa Italia quarterfinal um, against Inter who going into this game have got a massive week ahead of them so last night uh, yesterday evening uh, they played AC Milan in the Milano derby and lost 2-1 Olivier Giroud scoring two in was it seven in a couple of minutes was seven or three minutes and scored at near the end of the second half and got the win i haven't watched the game yet i will be watching the game tomorrow i recorded it as i was coming back from the game i was at yesterday um they've also got roma in the coppa italia they've got napoli in Serie A next saturday evening that should be an absolute brilliant match to watch uh, uh, in naples and they've also got liverpool in the first leg of the champions league uh, last round of 16 are you quietly confident going into Tuesday's game? I will whisper it quietly. Uh, Jose, going back to the San Siro, <laughs> there is a bit, there is nah, narrative there. <laughs> I don't think so. No, you're not as confident? Uh, no, nah, I'm not, but um, we will see. I, You never know which Roma you will get, but mm. um, nothing suggests that uh, nothing suggests that we have any reason, you know, to be confident. If they somehow manage to pull out a great performance, fine. But uh, I don't think we have anything, <laughs> um, anything solid or concrete which allows us to be confident or optimistic. So no, I'm not. Do you think with this Roma side at the moment, we've got one thing working well and one thing not working well? Like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, the defence looks great and then our attack looks quite poor. But we've seen the reversal of that in other games where the attack looks fantastic and our defence looks quite poor. Do you think we're just still, do you think Roma's still searching for something and that consistency under Jose? Yeah, it's obvious uh, that we lack the consistency. I think that uh, uh, we had a very good counter-attacking game against uh, Empoli. We we were clinical. We were able to uh, we were able to find uh, we were able to create chances. Uh, 
against a very poor uh, Empoli side. And um, it's difficult to draw conclusions based on that performance. You need to make it against other sides as well. Despite them playing deep, you need to you need to roll over them by mm. uh, I mean through your quality, and I think it's uh, uh, I don't think it's like we mentioned earlier. I don't think it's uh, it's about the players in attack. It's it's the organization. I mean, uh, it's the mm, the team as a unit, uh, the way they play in attack um, as a team. They don't attack. Uh, good, but as a team, sometimes they defend good. So, and, and like you said, sometimes the attack is working good, and sometimes the defense is working good. So, like Gattuso says, sometimes maybe good, sometimes <laughs> maybe shit. And sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. <laughs> perfect, perfect analogy. Um, would you make any changes for Tuesday? I've got two in mind: Pellegrini back into the starting eleven, maybe for Mkhitaryan. And Matthias Vigne, probably for Maitland Niles. Would you agree with that? Yeah, that could be that could be worth trying, but um, it wouldn't be crisis if Maitland Niles starts instead of Vigne. No, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Um, to be honest, Maitland Niles did look quite good yesterday. I just think the whole performance was quite stale and it just needed a bit of freshness. Al Sharari actually looked quite good when he came on. Um, I will say this, Inter Milan did almost botch it against Empoli in the previous round where <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this in 2022 Andrea Ranocchio scoring an acrobatic volley to take the game into extra time that's a sentence I never thought I'd say and then um, Stefano Sensi is now on loan at Sampdoria and scored today uh, scored the winner um, Roma defeating Lecce um, i do you think Roma will be barring out of the quarterfinal stages? I'm more optimistic. I think Roma could probably take this to extra time and maybe nick something. I'm always the optimist. I'm never pessimistic unless I'm in a real down mood, which I'm not, thankfully, in 2022. Things are looking good. But are you as, not as optimistic as I am going into Tuesday's game with, the, with your prediction for the result? No, but I'm, you know, like there is, uh, I'm not optimistic uh, or confident, but, um, you know, if I was 100% certain we would lose, then I wouldn't, <laughs> I, I would still watch the game, but then um, it would have been a strange feeling. So there's always, you know, some uh, possibility or some chance you have to give your team because there can always be, you know, you know something unexpected that can happen. Uh, most of us didn't expect us to beat Atalanta, and we did it in mm. an incredible fashion. So, uh, so th- there's always a chance. It depends on the game. You know, if Inter gets a red card after three minutes, if Handanovic gets sent off after three minutes, then you have a completely different uh, game. Uh, so, but these are extreme scenarios. But they, there's still the possibility that they can happen. So, uh, I was still going to the game hoping, and you know, um, that one way or another we can find a way to uh, win the game. But you know, uh, that's a wishful thinking. I, I, I'm more a fan of um, you know basing things on something more concrete. And to me, still nothing suggests that we will. Um, you know, then nothing suggests that we we will go into the game having good chances or being favourites or you know 
So I, I don't fancy our chances, unfortunately. No, that's fine. That's completely fine. Football is a matter of opinions. <laughs> sometimes you can be right. Sometimes you can be wrong. Um, before we wrap this up, do you have anything else to add at all? Uh, no, <laughs> uh, I uh, I was going to say something about the Mercato, but I forgot what it was. Uh, uh, but um, yeah, uh, I think we'll just have to we'll just have to hope for the best and see what happens. Well, have fingers crossed, Roma can produce something in a way at San Siro. Remember, Jose is going back to his old stomping ground from what was it now? 12 years ago since he left Inter to go to Real Madrid so magic could be, in the, could be in the air in Milan, the stars could align and something could happen it's just me being very optimistic I would have to wait and see I'm just saying this because Inter have, do have some tough games going ahead they're firing on three competitions the top in Serie A that is, it's been cut down to one point both Milan and Napoli are a second and third and if it does go down to head-to-head and Milan and AC Milan, sorry, Inter and AC Milan are uh, neck and neck, the title goes to the the black and red side of Milan because AC have the better head-to-head after winning yesterday. So it's all to, very much to play for. Um, guys, you can follow us at lamagicast.com. You can find all our previous podcasts on our, on our website. You can find us on all uh, podcast platforms, so your Apple, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Spotify, and any other platforms. Imran, thank you very much for joining me on this Sunday evening. You've probably got Afcon in the background, and maybe Juventus, Hellas, Verona as well. No, I'm watching the Afcon final. Um, I don't have you have any prefer. I like Egypt. I don't have any preferences because I, I think it's two great teams, two uh, very good teams. Sadly, I've yeah. I've not kept abreast as much as I wanted to of the AFCON. I think it's a very underrated tournament and it's, it is, it was been good to watch over the, the previous, probably about the first, since I've started watching it in about 2006, it's been really good put, um, tournament to watch, but yeah, um, enjoy the final. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. No, it's thank you very much for joining. Sorry. We couldn't have you on the podcast last week when we, me, Daniel and James, uh, did a podcast about the, the transfer Mercato. Um, we will probably do something after the Inter Milan game, maybe on Wednesday or Thursday, to, and then previous uh, the Sassuolo game next Sunday, yes, 5pm, next Sunday, 5pm, and then the Hella, Hellas Verona home game is the Saturday evening 5 o'clock game, and uh, yeah, if you're us in the UK, we missed the first 15 minutes of that because of the stupid blackout rule, but yeah, Imran, thank you very much for joining me, and enjoy the AFCON final. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Forza Roma and ciao. Ciao.